Hey everybody, this is Jolynn, JLB in the house, HopeNet Studio 2501, Conversations About Mental Health and Wellness podcast. We're so glad that you chose to listen today. So today's episode is all about discussing a book with two of my friends, Stacy Winter and Clayton Campbell. Say hey, y'all. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> I love Clayton. Clayton is actually virtual. He's actually in Missouri. And so, but it feels like he's just right here with us. He's just sitting on the table with us, just looking at us. But we're going to take a look at this book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. John Mark Comer. The Lord had been talking to me about Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me. Remember that part? Okay, and he's just, just talking to me about rest. And here I am listening to this book, and all of a sudden he tries to break out Matthew 11. I said, Lord, you are yelling at me that you want my soul to be at rest. So I said, I so told Stacy and Clayton, I said, I got to have you guys back on. We got to come back on to do this. So we're just going to talk about that and, and make sure I don't get a therapy session. I may owe y'all money when this is all over with. So <laughs> I thought it was cool that we were reading the book at the same time. Clayton and I did not have a conversation about the book until your podcast. Are you serious? Yeah, so I don't know if you realize that. I was reading the book, and I think I might have watched something, uh, maybe Craig Rochelle's podcast or something yeah. where he mentioned the book. And so I don't know what drew me to it. And then when I mentioned on the podcast, Clayton's, I think your life group was interested in doing it or already doing it. So we did not actually have a conversation. Wait, tell me what, what you think that John Mark Comer was trying to get across to us, this audience that picked up this book or is listening to this book. What, what's your take? Well, the words that keep running through my mind is the life of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. how our life... Um, has been really, especially in this season, I find it really interesting that he wrote this, right, pre-pandemic. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And um, how tired so many people are now and how distracted and how overwhelmed and how anxious they are and how much they need rest. Mm -hmm. And so it was perfect timing for me to pick up the book. But that's, for me, the thing that resonates is just how I can emulate the life of Jesus? What ways can I actually do that? Yeah, I'll echo that. It's It was really about, I want to say the lifestyle. Yeah, there Jesus. you are. There's the word. To me, I took away how simple it can be mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. follow or, I can't remember the word to use. It's not being discipled, but it's essentially, you know, we're trying to emulate the life of yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Apprenticeship, that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of like the Dave Ramsey style. It's not rocket science. It's just you have to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 not revolutionary. It's just you have to put yourself into that practice. Yeah, you you guys, this is interesting because I am on my second go around on listening to the book, hmm. and it wasn't until the second time at the beginning of the book that he begins to describe what was going on with him. I heard it the first time. But, you know, here he is. He's a, a pastor. He's, you know, a fast-growing church. And I think growing 1,000 people per year for seven years. And it's a large, 
amount of people to be trying to manage, but you're doing it, just doing it, this mega church life. And he said those words that describe burnout. He just said, and I said, mm-hmm. it wasn't until a second time around that I said, that that was me too many times in my career, mm-hmm. too many times. And um, I, I think I said, God, I think you just really want me to get this this time. You just really want me to get it. And Stacy's known me throughout my career, and sometimes we fake it mm-hmm. and act like we're okay, or because we're we're you know our gifting is leading and all of that kind of stuff. But people just don't know inside. You're you're depressed, you're tired, you're sad, you're wondering if you're going to be. And he said that word happy, and you just can turn it on. So I think he's really helped me to, like to own it to say that that was me. And, and I say it was because right now where I in my space where I am right now, um, I think I may have been headed that way, <laughs> if I'm really honest. But um, HopeNet's been really gracious to me to recognize my gifts and say, this is what you need to be doing mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I, I'm happy. I'm like, I'm smiling all the time and all that kind of stuff. So, But another thing, I'm going to say this and let you guys talk about this. It, when you read that passage in Matthew 11... It did not come to me until this time that I heard it. He is coming to give us rest for our souls, not our bodies. Because a lot of times we want rest for, like, say, if I can just get some rest, like if I can take some time off, but I'm thinking about my body getting better and feeling strength and vitality, but it said for your souls, your emotions, your thoughts, your will, okay? And I believe this book has helped me start on that journey. Agreed. Me too. It's probably, I will say, it's probably been the most powerful book for me maybe in the last couple of years. I believe it's really very behaviorally, and maybe that's what Clayton meant mm-hmm. by lifestyle. Yes. It's really behaviorally specific, um, and I'm... I know there are things that I do now that I did not do before. Such as? Talking slower. Are you serious? Walking slower. Eating slower. Mm. Spending more time in silence. Purposeful silence. And those are the things that he punctuated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do all the things in the book, right? But I'm starting in certain areas and just recognizing and, and I for me I has to be very simple it does need to be behaviorally mm-hmm. specific and then also I have to have some visual with it for for me to really kind of become disciplined in something like right. theory is one thing and I love to learn but to really implement a practice it has to come at me in a couple of different ways and I can visually see Jesus walking <laughs> slowly yeah responding to people instead of reacting to people being interrupted but being so joyful when he gets that interruption you know being mindful Mm -hmm. being present being in the moment you hear a lot of that and I've heard a lot of that over the years but just not in this way I don't know it just really has impacted my uh, behavior I was going to ask Clayton this because when you talked about slowing down because it is just the practice of slowing, but I thought about 
Clayton, because he's a guy and I know he drives mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot, but the one thing that John Mark Comer talks about is just go the speed limit. Yes. Yeah. Stop completely at the stop sign. I mean, what, is that, what does that feel like to you when you hear something like that, like, just go the speed limit? I'm a Sunday driver, so that's not hard <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, you know, the one thing that you mentioned about Matthew 11, you know, come to me all that you are weary. You know, he talks about the yoke, right? Yes. And when, mm-hmm. when, I, when I first, when you first think of that and you first step into that, you're like, oh, more work to do, right? Like right. that's what the oxen are meant to do. But mm-hmm. John Mark Comer talks about it's, it's Jesus's yoke. It's yes. not a yoke for the oxen. And so Joanne kind of wanted to dogpile on your thought too. And it's, it's, it's about making sure that you, that you're in shoulder to shoulder with Jesus. It's not your own yoke. Mm-hmm. You know, you're with, you are mm-hmm. hooked up with Jesus. And again, work for six days and rest for one mm-hmm. scenario. But it's yeah. again, that, that was his lifestyle. And I, it didn't click for me reading that passage until reading the book and really, I guess, trying to understand what he meant by take up his yoke. You know what I love about the walking? I can use the visual when you said shoulder to shoulder. I can now use the visual. And um, I mentioned this uh, before we started recording, Mm -hmm. but there's a podcast that goes along with this. Another friend of his in Hawaii who's written another book, and their podcast is really review of um, both of their books and the similarities in it and they talked in the podcast about don't walk ahead of Jesus (laughs) okay okay and that really spoke to me (laughs) I know know how to do that I know how to walk all ahead of Jesus (laughs) so walking beside him instead of head of which is a visual that I when I in my insides when I start to feel anxious or like I want to hurry or hustle, I slow myself down by getting a visual. Am I getting ahead of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's his time, not my time. Slow down and be, like Clayton just said, shoulder to shoulder with him. Yeah. And, and the thing about that yoke, um, he talks about Jesus calls us to an easy yoke. And I thought but that work concept, when we think of a yoke, it's, calling us to work but the thing is it's really him that's doing Jesus that's doing all the heavy lifting um the one thing I do like about what the author said was you guys keep in mind this has like been five years you know of me just trying to change and to practice Mm -hmm. that you know the life of Jesus the lifestyle of Jesus being his apprentice he says, so don't go for perfection. And I think some of us do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we try to not do excellence. We do perfection. And um, the four practices, and I, I wrote these down. And I want us to kind of unpack those a little bit. Silence and solitude, the Sabbath, simplicity, and slowing. And so Stacy's talked a lot about the, the slowing part that really spoke to her, but I'm just going to tell you all the one that I grabbed a hold of, and I've been trying to get my family, which is mainly, it's just my husband, me and my husband, but Sabbath really mm-hmm. spoke to me, and um, HopeNet has been really gracious to us in saying, okay, Fridays, we're, we're closed, okay, take time off, and so I said, you know what, Sabbath is, my Sabbath is going to be on Friday, 
And so my husband, you know, he's thinking that I'm getting all like crazy. Like, what book have you read and what are you doing? <laughs> you know, and so and I'm just describing it to him and saying we're going to have things done, cooking's done, laundry's done, the things we need to do by Thursday so that we can really take in God and that my my body and my soul can catch up with each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what I have seen is gradually when we've said we're going out to the lake and um, we're going to open up the back of the Tahoe and there's going to be blankets and mm-hmm. I can see the lake in the sky and I'm going to take a big old fat nap mm-hmm. and I'm going to take in whatever God wants to show me. And oh my God, there's an eagle that just flew over. When, when was I going to see that? And so I, what I've seen, you guys, is gradually my husband, because he wants to be with me and I want to be with him, that he's beginning to adopt that. Yes, Friday, mm-hmm. we're not cooking. We're not, you know, trying to clean the house or whatever. We're going to be together. We're going to see what God has to say to us right. and how we can see him. And that's silence and solitude, too, right? Yeah. I mean, they but, all kind of go hand but, in But hand. listen to me, that silence and solitude, I, it's all about, like, when you say he goes away <laughs> once a month, Okay, by look look at me. I know. By himself. I know. But my husband is he is he has said to me, I want you to do that one. Mm-hmm. So I'm don't be trying to mix up my Sabbath. And Sorry. My, okay. Sorry. But you guys, I don't know of those four practices that he suggests to us. I mean, what can I say what? something about your Sabbath that, yes, that's ringing it. through my head do over it. and over? He says in the podcast, um, and maybe it's in the book too. We don't retreat from the world. We mm-hmm. retreat for the world. Oh, wow. Wow. So it gets into, like, the more you slow down mm-hmm. and the more you allow yourself to be in the moment and feel emotions and experience them, the more likely you are to be compassionate to others. Mm-hmm. I mean, I we all know that to be true. Yes. But this is... This is tough stuff, right? Because the rest of the world wants to hurry and hustle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you feel like, and you, let me just say this and be honest, I can feel myself when I'm beginning to hurry again after I've intentionally said I'm slowing down. Me too. And I go, oh, oh and then I'm like, Joan, you're not going to get there any sooner, whatever. And so just getting myself back and not beating myself up, not trying to be religious about this, but yet trying to really be bring the best self (laughs) to the world right because if my core values personally are compassion and service Mm -hmm. then the more i take care of myself and slow myself down the more i will respond to the world instead of react to the world yeah yeah there's a bunch of nuggets in that in that book you know they they talk about being fiercely present Mm -hmm. kind of like that ruthless elimination that you got to be fiercely present and there's a bunch of Stacy, I'm with Stacy. I'm a big visual guy, so when I pray, I, I see things. It's not just words. I, I see pictures and mm-hmm. actions of. So in this in this Sabbath, which I'm also that's my favorite. That's what I'm sticking to now. You have this beginner phase, right? So yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You know, you're, you're resting with your body. We're beginners. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna. You two skip to the middle. I started at number one. Yeah, leave, leave it. Leave it. Leave it to the A student to start on the right. first step. Um, but Sabbath for me, it was so difficult to start mm. to to prep my mind and my body to to slow first and then stop 
And Julian, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's it's not only about the rest with your body, but it's really the rest for your soul, mm-hmm. which that's where that's you know it's like that's the second layer. You're beginning to get into the advanced Sabbath <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of mode. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm liking you know, that. When you you know you're taking that next level to say okay now I've rested my body, but mm-hmm. that time is really spent meant to be spent with Jesus and or with the Word and you know, follow, he talks about marriage and, you know, if you tell your wife, I don't have time for you, like, you're, you're going to yeah, essentially grow apart. And so the same goes with Jesus, you know, if you've got to spend time with him to be close, I, I can't wait till I get to the ninja level, <laughs> but I'll start, I'll start with the beginner level of just slowing down. And it is so yeah. difficult it to is. really, to do that. It, because he talks about all the distractions, right? And, right. I mean, the way they run their Sabbath, too, when he talks about his family, like, you know, no, he's he does this digital, you know, detox, yes. no digital <laughs> presence in his home, and they don't go out to eat, they cook in, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, wow, that is ninja level. Can I ever <laughs> do that? Will I ever be able to do that? It sounds, not purchasing things, too, right? right? Like, there's certain... <laughs> rules that they have around their sabbath and i'm like man can i I really do it like that but but the thing it's even that thing of even though i'm not locking up my phone or whatever but i really intentionally on sabbath try not to look at Mm -hmm. my phone Mm -hmm. um because really when you think about it especially on friday a lot of people know you're off now i'm not they're not trying to get a hold of me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. type of things. You so feel safer to not look at yeah, your phone. Yeah, like No one will need you. Yeah, and that, and, and the person that there's an emergency, they're usually with me. My husband's mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's been really, really good. Oh, it's, it's, it's tough leaving that phone down. So as a real estate agent, most of my customers are can go see properties on the weekend, right? So yeah. Saturday, Sunday are big target areas. And so I took a phone call midweek and said, oh, yeah, we can go look at that property on Sunday. And I think Courtney about broke her neck when she whipped it up, looked over at me and she's like, when are you showing that property? And I'm like, oh, yes. Sorry. Is Sunday is your I, day of Sabbath? That is. That is. That's and I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick to it. And it, thankfully, she's a good accountability partner. She mm-hmm. said it in love with extra love but <laughs> with a whip neck <laughs> yeah hey yeah. you guys the one that got me too i'm gonna s- switch over to simplicity um i said now john mark is gone way too far with how many clothes he has i okay. love it okay. i think it's, it's so like, awesome many, i have done some of that myself how many outfits that he has like i know many? he's down to a couple right yeah, yeah he's down to a couple i used to think it was uh, in a week. Almost yeah. a status symbol, right? To okay. not wear the same thing in a couple weeks. I mean, I have some friends who don't try yeah. to wear the same thing for like a whole month to the office. Yeah. And I have created this like work uniform that I wear the same thing every week. Okay. Oh. So I don't really have to think about it. And I'm really trying hard not to buy. And she's buy looking real cute, you guys. Okay. <laughs> she's got it going on. Really trying hard not to buy new New clothes, Do you new really shoes, need any? new jewelry. Need I have any? everything. Okay. I have everything I need. And so it's interesting. I think in the female world, I don't know about Clayton probably can't. <laughs> Clayton, like, I'm not identifying with this. I, I, I already he, got yeah, John Mark three of these. Yeah, he's wear. all about wearing a flannel on <laughs> He's got hat his plaid. Yeah, and some on. jeans and consistent shoes. I've, his boots probably. But I 
used to think like, oh, people will think poorly of me if I wear the same thing mm-hmm. too often or I get more compliments now than I did before and <laughs> I'm wearing the same thing Every week. Yes. Maybe a little different combination, yeah. but it's pretty much the work uniform of the same four pants on jeans. Fridays we wear jeans, the mm-hmm. same pretty much tops, just maybe like a different cardigan with yeah. a different shirt. And I am getting, I'm really, and I wonder... Is it because they're seeing the thing over and over? Is it because I'm feeling more comfortable and relaxed mm. and it's actually my face that they're seeing and responding to compliments? Let's say it's that. I, I think so I like because it. I feel less distracted or worried. I don't even have to think about what to put on in the mornings. Mm-hmm. I don't spend any time worrying or thinking about that. You guys, we are talking about clothes there, but I think what's happened even for Galen and I even how we feel in our bodies is mm-hmm. that we've simplified our food. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Galen, can we just please just have simple meals? Yeah. Because then you're not wore out. Like, okay, this is really good. We had some people over for dinner. We just wanted to love on them. And I told Galen, this is what we're going to do. We are going to write a check <laughs> to a barbecue restaurant. <laughs> And Get ready. And you're going to go pick it up. You know, he probably flashed the card, you know, or whatever. But I said, I need you to be able to be present because he's a great cook. He would have done all this cooking. He would have been smoking the meat, making the baked beans, all that. And I did let him make some of that. But I said, we are going to simplify it so that you can have enough energy to be present with yeah. our guest. Yes. And you know what? When we got done... We said, now, how was that? Yeah. And he said, it, it, it was good. It had to have been, like, yeah. a very enjoyable time. It was. And in a different way than what you've yeah. ever experienced before. And the next day, he still was available to me, mm-hmm. and I was available to him, you know. But just that little thing, just simplifying meals. Yeah. You I know? have a couple that I see in therapy. It's the same. They've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't need to be an eight-course meal during the week, when it you doesn't, already it have doesn't have to be. Going can on. you please call my husband? Because that you know that's his thing. That's his enjoyment. He loves to do that, and I love to eat. Right. So, but then I, I was trying to be careful not to take things away from him. But I said, this is the reason I want us us both to be present mm-hmm. with our guest. Yeah. Well, here we go. Have you guys seen the Chosen? Yes. yes. Do you remember the Sabbath where they just it was about as simple as it could get? Yes. Right? That's that. That's that visual thing for me it comes back it's not about the food i have a hard time with that just like your husband <laughs> yeah it's interesting all three of us love some food right we love to cook yes. we love food so that has been yeah. a challenge but it is taxing uh, I, I enjoy it but uh, you're right it takes energy and time and effort that is that could be focused on a person mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. right and and you all the conversation that gets to happen yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without distraction. Oh, I got to go change that. I got to go mm-hmm. move that. I got to get that ready. Ooh, that might need heated up. Like, yeah. I host a lot of things at my house. Mm-hmm. I am not very enjoyable to be around the day before, <laughs> <laughs> maybe the week before. And sometimes that day of, mm-hmm. I don't have enough energy to even do the most important thing, which is to be in relationship with the people I love. Yeah. And I kind of feel like it's because of status sometimes. Like, the same thing with the clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like, oh, if I don't 
you know, if I wear the same outfit a couple of times, people will think poorly of me. Maybe mm-hmm. sometimes with the food that I eat. Like, if I don't have an eight-course meal, what am I trying to nourish? Yeah. That's a good question. Is there a hole in my, you know, body that I'm trying to fill up with something else? And can I get more time with Jesus or those that I love to fill that instead mm-hmm. of, three sides and some bread yeah. <laughs> and I just have one side skip the bread and maybe you know get dessert out or something right like simplify mm-hmm. yeah this is a little sidebar but I read a short story the other day and it talked about a man that was just happy and he went and got a calf and he was gonna cook it for the neighborhood and he tells his daughter to go gather up some of the people in the neighborhood and she runs out into the neighborhood and literally yells, our house is on fire, come please help. <laughs> Only a few showed up. Well, Interestingly enough, and after everybody left, the dad was like, man, like, what? how come you didn't invite the regulars? And she was like, hey, I just went out and cried help. Now, because the, the, the man was like, hey, I didn't know many of these people, but they were willing mm-hmm. to come help. And so he's like, okay, these are the people that we needed to minister to you that night because they wanted to minister to us. Anyway, yeah. it was kind of an interesting sidebar of um, maybe just the willingness. It's not about the meal. It was just about the gathering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't about a big fanfare. It was, you know, show up. And probably different relationships because, you know, different people came. So different learning. Well, for sure. Different mm-hmm. and, and, and that hit me hard because it was, you know, we usually have our small group and yeah. we're trying to be inclusive and, you know, it's not, it, we should be inviting the people that mm-hmm. we don't know well mm-hmm. over to our house to love on them. Ooh, I just got chills because my devotion this morning at, with the kids before school was about, um, you know, hospitality and how you may not know that you're, you know, um, hosting angels. <laughs> So how fun to have different people, you know, mm-hmm. in your community now and then to gain new insights. You know, it's been interesting even since I am slowing down this, that piece. And I think all three of us know when we're sensing that the Spirit is saying, call so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Yeah, we talked about yeah, that yeah. before. Um, or... And the thing is, you may not have even talked to this person like for three or four years, and and you don't even know why. Like, Lord, why do you want me to call them or whatever? But I said, I'm just going to be obedient and just say, hey, can we have a virtual tea or a virtual lunch or can we meet or whatever? And they'll say, yeah. And we'll just be talking. And the thing is, they're probably wondering, you know, why is Jolyn wanting to talk to me? And the Lord just shows up. He just shows up. And he says what he wants to say, and nobody walks away feeling like Jolyn wanted something from me, right? You know, or um, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out, am I supposed to ask them for something? But just catching up with them, letting them speak their truth, their where they're at in the season or whatever, and just say, I really just think God, you're on God's heart, and I just wanted to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Sometimes we just need to hear that. Mm-hmm. And um, think about how many times we don't obey that we say, oh, I'll call them later. I'll call them yeah, later. Yeah, missed opportunities. Yeah, and I think that that also helps us to kind of slow down, too, is helping me to slow down. But I want to ask the two of you, 
this is a great book and all that, but we've read good books before, mm-hmm. and we've made changes. What what is what is it going to take for us to really to take a hold of these things, these practices, the lifestyle of Jesus, and live it out for the rest of our lives? Mm-hmm. What it what is it? How what are you feeling is going to happen? Is going to be helpful? Mm-hmm. Well, Clayton mentioned accountability of his wife and so and the first thing that came to my mind when you were talking was surrounding yourself with other people that want to live in this way so mm-hmm. that you aren't um, distracted you know by maybe people that you're around who aren't living this way and feeling that comparison that we do mm-hmm. right sometimes on either on social media or just with family and friends because I do notice people struggling with the slowdown, especially. I have a lot of clients right now who mm-hmm. they're really struggling with that because they feel like they're missing out on something. Mm-hmm. And I even remember, gosh, like years and years, 20 years ago, having this conversation with my foster son, too. Sometimes, like, as a trauma response or sometimes when we're in pain or in a painful place we try to avoid it right so we fill our lives up with all kinds of things to distract ourselves from that and so I was thinking first accountability and second um when you have benefit from it and when you're teaching your family about it that's to me when it becomes a way of life and that if you happen to get off the path a little bit your accountability partners like help tap you lovingly on the shoulder mm-hmm. to be like, remember, we're not showing property on Sundays because it's the Sabbath. <laughs> no. You're the one who yeah, read the God book. Will, God will, yeah, God will provide it. Like, that's the thing. And, you right. know, I, I'm so good, bad at filling my life up. Like, I'll be pretty transparent. Like, this last fall and this early spring, I was just, my motor just was not there. I just, there was about a month, month and a half that I just didn't have it you know I wasn't Mm. walking with the Lord not in a bad way but I just wasn't spending as much time with him and I was I was numb for a while what were you doing hustling for work or what you you said I I didn't even I didn't even care about that part that's what kind of scared me Mm. I was like wow like you were but I wasn't resting I was it was just busy just busy stuff but you didn't feel fulfilled or motivated it was just not 100 percent 100% like I was didn't have the right frame of mind to tackle the day it was just about Mm. being busy Mm -hmm. yeah and so when we read this book and you know back on being it's more about being productive I'm getting caught in this trap of you know it's the snowball of activity creates activity (laughs) and so I'm like whoa (laughs) God will bless me whether I I'm 100% or 85%, you know, of my personal goals or whatever. And so as a, as a man, you know, we sometimes it's like, Hey, what do you do? And how successful are you? And so I, you know, that's, I got to really just kind of come to one conclusion. That's a them problem. Mm -hmm. Like I, I I need to focus on me and my life and not care about what it looks 
on the leaderboard or, right. you know, set posting to social media about, hey, I look at this and I did this and that. So it's... Well, hey, FYI, men don't get the corner on that market. Women also have the... Um, I'm only <laughs> as... Yeah, right. I'm only as good as what I produce. Right. Or I'm only as good as the amount of things I can get done. Mm-hmm. And in the podcast, they talk about the the other book is to hell with the hustle, and I. <laughs> and he, John Mark said, "How did you? Get yeah, that? how? Whoa! How'd you get a cuss word up in your title? It's because he's a Christian writer too. But he, uh, they were talking about like how hustle is so it's such a like sexy, positive, mm-hmm. provocative word in our society, right? Nobody yeah. wants to say you don't have any hustle. You want to have <laughs> hustle, right? And then they talked about Elon Musk and, you know, speed mm-hmm. of, in business and all that kind of stuff. But, man, look at all of those distractions that drive us away from, like all the messages mm-hmm. we get about hustle and how important hurry and hustle is. Mm-hmm. How many yeah. bags of groceries can I carry in from the car to the home and not have to go back. Yes. Yeah, right? Yes. But the jar of pickles how is going to break. How do you know I do that? <laughs> everyone does, I think. I feel like everyone does. We're being efficient, right? Load up the, load up the arms. <laughs> I got them all. Don't you remember our mom saying haste makes waste or your grandma or whoever? Mm-hmm. So every time I do that, the jar of pickles comes out of the bag and breaks wow. on the garage floor. <laughs> and then nobody got pickles, right? Yeah, right. So. Right. Nothing good comes from hurry is yeah. another message I keep hearing, yeah. right? Just something I keep telling myself, like, nothing good comes from hurry. I'm not responding to mm-hmm. people if I don't do that. Like, if I if yeah. I succumb to the distraction. Did you read that in the beginning of the book, like, how many times a person touches their cell I phone know, in a day? that was crazy. I've been, like, putting it in my purse, in my drawer, and shutting it so I can't even see it. Mm-hmm. Because I will... And it's a numbing behavior, right? It's something that we do to, like, get away from whatever's in front of us that might be uncomfortable or overwhelming yeah. or whatever. Or feeling like we're not missing out. Right. So like, did I miss something? Did I miss a text message? Or right. Like, trying to get a hold of me. Is there, was it, there's some news about my favorite play, player finally getting a sign. Sure. <laughs> I mean, sure. I've been doing that, so I'm just going to claim that. But, you know, yeah. I, I just want to say this to you guys. Um I've heard a lot on this podcast where people have moved into a season of wanting to only do the things that matter. And when I think about this book, if that's where you're at and you just don't know how to get there, I really believe that if I'm saying that people are important, my time is important, my energy is important, um, I want to live a life that is godly, that looks like Jesus, the ruthless elimination of hurry gives you some tangible things to begin to do. Agreed. And and I think stopping at the stops, stopping completely at the stop sign one time, it really does jolt you because you like I have not really been stopping. Have you actually feel the car rock and like you know? And the, but the thing is. The next day, I may want to do one of those, like, slight, you know, that remind myself, okay, Jolynn, slow down. What really, what really is going on with you, and what do you want your life to look like? Mm-hmm. And this when is, you okay. have those good times, when you do the things you need to do, mm-hmm. right? 
So then you fully experience the day in the way that you want to, and people experience you the way you want to be, mm-hmm. you know, seen or felt or heard. That's to me, and that's that's good behavioral management or modification, right? You, right, you do more right. of what feels good. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully people will start to practice a few of these things and just notice, like, mm-hmm. really, my relationships are deeper. I'm feeling healthier. Mm-hmm. I'm just paying more attention to the things around me. I feel so much more calm and, like I said before, responsive instead of reactive. And, you know, slowing down enough to say no. Right. (laughs) Because I think sometimes we're going so fast that we're saying yes to a lot of things that we wish we would have said no to. But really getting in a rhythm that no feels right. Mm -hmm. Somebody taught me once, like, a great hack for that is to just say, let me think about it. To buy yourself the time Mm -hmm. to make a good decision or ask more information. Because we do just so easily say yes Mm -hmm. and then beat ourselves up for it if we aren't performing in the way because we got too many yeses, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What does it feel like? Because um, Clayton mentioned The Chosen, and you know that when the the episode is getting ready to start, you see the fish that are going around and stuff like that. (laughs) But it's that thing of, you know, swimming uphill kind of like. Against the stream. Against the stream. Mm -hmm. And um, what do you, will you guys agree with me that, when you first start on trying to do some of these practices to take on the easy yoke, to take the narrow path, that you feel like just this odd duck or something. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. Did you think so, Clay? Oh, yeah. Yep. So I'm pretty slow, Joe, and it took me like four episodes to realize the fish. <laughs> I'm the fish you know, I'm chosen. T- they turned to color, and then <laughs> yeah. it was cool because after a while, it was you know five fish you yeah. know coming uh-huh. you yeah. know coming across, and so with this book, you know, and the practices, the more you get into the routine, maybe you can grab your daughter or your mm-hmm. son to keep you know going. I think even in the book, it talks about if going against the grain you're going to get splinters and it's going to be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but i don't think jesus said it was going to be comfortable right right and that just in silence i think i heard somewhere it was either in this book or in the podcast like in in space you know how you can hear like astronauts can actually hear themselves breathing they hear everything Mm. they're muscles moving over their bones like are you serious they have to train they actually do a training in nasa to prepare you for such silence mm. and even john speaks Mark, isn't it interesting i yeah. think that's very because um, our silence is not the silence in space right mm-hmm. but it's not just the silence of your surroundings which i do try to do like i've been not i mean i love to jam out to some worship music i do <laughs> yeah. on the way to work but i've been not turning on my radio Mm. on the way on the way home I might feel like I want to release some energy by singing but on the way I don't turn on anything I just drive in silence slowly and what have you noticed I see things and have allow myself thoughts I'm not uncomfortable with silence anymore Mm -hmm. and I used I'm an extrovert I'm actually slowly becoming more of an introvert which is odd but um I do think people feel very uncomfortable with it and even the writer of the book John Mark Comer said when he goes to like you know practice there's a book I want to read called Think Like a Monk because I think about you know at a monastery or whatever mm-hmm. where it's quiet how 
that sounds wonderful and beautiful, but even John Mark says when he goes to yes, do to like a silent yes, retreat, right. like that's a popular thing now, mm-hmm. he feels very anxious for the first several hours or maybe even the first day and finds himself wanting to read something, yeah. pick something up, you know, look at something. And so... Where's my phone? <laughs> yeah, right? Just practicing just being still. Hmm. I think you can hear so much more. You can feel so much more. And just have so much more clarity and intention about how you move forward with that. He actually essentially, yeah, you know, you're just creating space for the Holy Spirit to speak to you at that point, mm-hmm. right? right? So, mm-hmm. no other distractions. I'm going to call the phone uh, the dopamine dispenser, uh-huh. <laughs> right? Right. You know, and and it's it's a real thing. Yeah. It is a real thing. Just like sugar, cocaine, yeah. right? Like the parts in your brain that get lit up. So he even said something I have that made me think of this. Clayton, you made me think of this. Like, what would have happened in history if Dr. King, when he was sitting up at night, he was thinking about giving up. He read a story about Dr. King sharing how, like, one evening he couldn't sleep and he was ready to give it all up and stop fighting so hard and trying to make change. What would have happened if he had a cell phone? Whoa. Would he have, right? Would he have been like, this is too much to think about. I'm too overwhelmed. I'm just going to go check my phone. Mm. He wouldn't have powered through and heard the Lord speak to him and mm. then did all the wonderful things that he did in our world. That's like, something to think about. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's an interesting story that all the times in history, mm-hmm. you know, when. Mm-hmm. And then he even talked about like, do you recall when Jesus is preaching? Like, he would even stop preaching and say, let's look at the birds. Look at that. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, he birds. invited people. Like, I have a terrible habit of when people interrupt me, like, mm-hmm. when I'm working because I like to produce. Mm-hmm. I try really hard to give a good facial expression, but sometimes it might not look very good when I'm interrupted. And I have to try to visualize when Jesus was interrupted. He took that as a time of, you know, there's a purpose for our interaction. So there's that so much of wanting to get that task done. I don't mm-hmm. maybe it's I don't know about you two, but I can be task driven. Sure. And there's things that I want to get done mm-hmm. today before I leave. Mm-hmm. I, and then that thing is when somebody comes to the door right. or whatever. You probably are worse at that than me. I mean, because I um, sometimes sometimes we want an interruption, you know, yeah. but not for the right reasons. Sure, you know. But I'm glad that you know that about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because look at what you miss out on if mm-hmm. you don't allow some of those interruptions. And he'll provide, like Clayton said, he's a god of abundance. He'll provide. What is going to happen if I don't get that thing done that I, in my own mind, made up that Mm -hmm. that needed to be done at that certain point in time when someone just wanted to come and connect with me? And remember that we're... We're going with Jesus, but so many times we think we're telling him to come with us. Mm-hmm. Especially, Are you even, walking ahead? Even in our work life, you know, yes, I know, you know, like Clayton may know, I know that I'm called to this, and this is what you want me to do. Stacy knows that she's over at Impact. This is where, where you want me to be. I know that I'm supposed to be here, but sometimes I want to tell Jesus that I'm driving today. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, well, I, have, I, I, I try to do that like every minute of every day. <laughs> 
know? That's why that visual of walking with instead of ahead yeah. is made a world of difference. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about children, too, right? As a mom, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you have, you know, just kids all over you needing something all of the time, like mm-hmm. how do you handle those interruptions? I remember yeah. reading something a long time ago that your child believes about themselves what they see in your eyes when you first look at them. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Say that again. So- so do you need to work on your RJF, your resting <laughs> Jesus face? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it is even the way you turn around and give eye contact to somebody. Yeah. Like, I'm slowly yeah. moving into your space, and I'm inviting you to be into mine. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, or still typing on my computer and not even giving you eye contact. She just jerked right? her head. Yeah, yes. right. I have to think. <laughs> yeah. Only Clayton can see me and Jolene, not the rest of the world. But, but that's very important you talk about. You know, I haven't read the book, but I think it's called How to Create Margin yeah, or, margin, or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Big, so big I, topic yes, these yes. days, yeah, margin. Yeah, that's another one that I want to try to read because it, even if we have our eyes open, Stacy, you talked about having your ears maybe open, not listening to music. Mm-hmm. The, the mental level is having your heart open, right? Mm-hmm. So if you hear something and yeah. you see something, it's is my heart and my soul in a spot where it's rested enough to want to help? Yeah. I, I hope I can align all those things because I think that's where Jesus, that's that's the lifestyle of Jesus right there. Right. Well, empathy and compassion, like they talk about that in the book and even in the podcast. Like you mm-hmm. can't respond with empathy and compassion if you are not well rested, right? True. Very true. Yeah. Preach. You guys, who should read this book? Mm-hmm. Who should go out, run out and get it now or download it on their phone? Who do you think about? Who's on your heart? No, I think this book's for anybody, but what what I'm going to commit to doing is reading this at least once a quarter because mm. after I set it down, and unless I come back to it, like Jolyn, you said, you know, the second time I read through it, I'm mm-hmm. I'm being convicted even more now going through it a second mm-hmm. time. And at least once a quarter, I'm going to read that thing and hopefully through the change in what people see in me that conversation might start and that's why I bought the book so Mm -hmm. I can hand it across the table Mm -hmm. you know I can listen to a lot of audiobooks but I can't I have given Stacy my username and password for Audible so but but I bought this I I bought this book so I could give it to somebody and as soon as I finish when I have a conversation with somebody and somebody lays it on my heart, I, I will hand that across with my highlighted notes and my transparency of myself, and hopefully it'll speak to them. It's mm-hmm. about quality, not quantity, right? It just allows us to go deeper and mm-hmm. be very genuine and not so surfacey. because sometimes it's just the amount of things we want to get done or the amount of things we want to have, mm-hmm. but not really, and even friendships, right? right. But not really the deep quality relationships and I'm I am seeing a change in my kids too like not being so eager to like fill up their space on the weekend like it doesn't say anything about you if you go to school on Monday and somebody says what you do who are you with what did you get done and you just say oh I stayed at home this weekend I took a nap Right. That's my new popular thing. I'm gonna be I wanna become popular for taking a nap so that I'm ready for the week. Naps are fabulous. Yeah. Because there's just so much pain and loss and grief in the world. So I'm with Clayton, honestly. There's no money to be made here. There's no royalties. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like everyone could read the book, 
if you are feeling like Clayton, you were describing maybe feeling just off kilter, unsettled, mm-hmm. not, you know, in your groove or some people call it flow or whatever, not feeling connected to God or your larger purpose. Like this is a great way to reset, I think, mm-hmm. and to kind of just start some practice that gives you more clarity moving forward in your life. Yeah, I, I think it's for that person, too, that wants to see Jesus clearer. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I know you're in my life, but how do I know I'm following you? How do I know that you really love me? Mm-hmm. How do I know that this is going to be worth it all, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And I think that there's some clarity brought for me. And the thing is that I got I have some things wrong. <laughs> you know, the hurry mm-hmm. and... Um, the task focus, the mm-hmm. producing, yeah. being productive. And what he wants for me, he, he wants me to enjoy him. Mm-hmm. And he's enjoying me mm-hmm. because I'm his. And I, I just would like to offer that to people today. In relationship, yes. in community, and mm-hmm. just having more people be drawn to him. Too. This is really interesting. And you guys, maybe we'll end on this. Um, but I was prompted to ask myself a question a couple weeks ago, and it was, if I only had this year to live, and or if I knew that Jesus was coming back this year, how would I want to live my life? How would I begin living my life or continue living my life? And the first word I wrote down was connection. Hmm. And it was connection to people. I would want that would matter most to me. And I wouldn't, I, there were so many things that just didn't even matter anymore, like clothes <laughs> and extravagant meals and all of that. So, or seeing different things. You know, yeah. I know we like to travel yeah. and you guys like to see different parts of the country. And it, it really boils down mm-hmm. to pretty simple things. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that, that thing that one of the practices is simplicity. It's like mm-hmm. it's not grandiose things. But what? how would you live your life if you knew mm-hmm. that you only had this set amount? And we don't know. But right. if I just said it's just this year, it's all. Oh, right. God. I, I see Clayton smiling, so I don't, I don't know what he's this song Song lyrics are kicking up into my head. <laughs> oh, oh. You know, I'd ride seven seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. So it's, you know, it's... <laughs> Why t- did Tim I take McGraw, a drink of water just then? Yeah, t- you know, Tim McGraw talks about those things in that song. I can't remember the name of the song, but mm-hmm. he's, you know, that's just a complete mindset change. Mm-hmm. You know, and you hope to get into that lifestyle change. You know, my prayer is that I can apprentice under Jesus well, and, and if we are true apprentices strive to do it well not just haphazardly so hopefully being proactive and intentional about some of these things i can have a deeper relationship and that's really the reward and all of the mm-hmm. bonus all of the bonuses that flow outside of that yes that's good wow i i just encourage our listeners to ask yourself that same question and then in context of what we've already shared what we've gleaned from this book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Thank you guys for listening to us today. And 
I just pray that you'll run out and get a, get a copy. If not, I think what I would challenge the three of us to do is like to follow Clayton's example, is that we all buy a book if yeah. we haven't already bought it, and that within, why don't we say within the next quarter that we have given that book away to one person? That's awesome. Is that is that fair for us to do? I love it. I've already loaned mine, and I took it back from them today <laughs> to bring it here, so I had it with me. And also, just so your listeners know, too, he has a website with... Um, the practices in a YouTube video, mm-hmm. and then a workbook that yeah. you can download all for free. You know, so, I so need the real workbook. Right. If you're not a reader, like, yeah. there's other mm-hmm. ways to get this information. Right. So there's a podcast that he's a part of, and also on his website, the practices. He has a mm-hmm. video on each one, and then a, a free downloadable workbook, too. So that's just another way. Did you say free? Yeah, I know. Yeah, another guys, way. the word free? <laughs> and another that. way to keep your the learning and the implementation and the accountability to practice. Okay, John Mark Comer, C-O-M-E-R, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. The foreword was written by John Ortberg, somebody else we really, really like. Uh-huh. So you guys, maybe that that's just our thing, is that we're just going to review books and we're going to tell the whole world how it's impacting us. And we'll be changed <laughs> Well, forever, let's end we? with this. What is the new thing? What are you reading now? Ooh, what am I? Ooh, I, I have a couple of things. Um, Gentle and Lowly, <laughs> I've been reading. Um, another one um, by Watchman Nee. Um, I think it's 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 stand, sit, walk, <laughs> something like that. Um, I'm reading what you suggested. I know. Tell, tell me, <laughs> we should come back to that one. I know we should. Canoeing the mountains. Yes, and I have yeah. not encouraged Clayton to read it yet, but I know he will love it. And I have the hard copy that I will pass to him when he comes. Yeah, and I have. I, yeah, yeah, I have that on hard copy, and I downloaded it too. So it's a good one. It's yeah, a good one. Especially that's what for I'm readers. Now. Yeah. yeah. I think it's I, if you're Lewis and Clark fans, that's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Clayton, are you reading anything right now? Well, no, I, I just downloaded another one and I can't find it. Um, it was recommended by a friend and apparently um, I can't find it, but I, I'm excited to read it. It was, you know, kind of a buzzkill there because I couldn't find it. It's third. okay. Yeah, but, I have something. Um, Hurry up and get that done because I have something to give to you that JoLynn recommended, and we could probably do a podcast. That's a that's a staple too. It's a good book. Canoeing the mountain. So we'll just give you a preview on that one. Yeah. Well, I like it. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, first of all, Clayton, thank you for your time, for hanging out wherever you are in Missouri. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, thank you, Miss Stacy, for coming into the house again here at HopeNet. And thank you, our listeners, just for hanging out with us. And you know what? Reach out to me. Tell me what you think. Um, Maybe we can have a conversation about what God's doing in your life. So until next time, this is JoLynn Bright, JLB in the house, signing out with Studio 2501. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Thanks for listening to Studio 2501, conversations about mental health and wellness. Studio 2501 is hosted by JoLynn Bright. JoLynn is HopeNet's Director of Community Impact, a published author, and has been a licensed clinical therapist for over 20 years. This podcast is owned and operated by HopeNet in Wichita, Kansas. HopeNet is a faith-based nonprofit providing a wide range of mental health and wellness services, 
including counseling, life coaching, and trainings. For more information on us and how you can help, visit hopenetwichita.org and follow us on social media at HopeNetWichita.